0: Yeah, welcome back to uh, Morning Glory. Going to talk about some of the big rugby league stories a little bit later. Uh, Morning Glory, Jeopardy. Uh, And also, uh, movie of the week, Rocky Four. Look forward to that. But uh, Tigers last night went down 18-14 to the Dragons. Well done to the Dragons. I thought uh, Zach Lomax was a standout. What a difference. Got him back on that right side once again. But uh, Tigers have been the story. Been a tough week once again. Some good news. Abby Coruscant has signed on. That is just so... So important given the fact that they're on the lookout for a halfback. They can build the side around Appy. But let's talk about the events of the week. Firstly, Dave, they've announced the signing of the Finee brothers from Manly. Scott Fulton wanted them badly. He got it. We'll talk about Scott and Benji in a moment. They're young men. I've seen them play. They've got enormous potential. They're very good players. 500,000 a year each, uh, a year for four years She's had to. That's a big go on young guys. It's a
1: significant investment, isn't it, Matty and, and Kempe? Because, uh, and to your point, uh, look, probably your point of view. I'd be. I'd, I'd. love to take because I've only watched glimpses, Matty. I've. I watched the under nineteens. Yep. Uh, Origin the other week. Uh, watched finals. The, both the boys play there. Um, I didn't think they were outstanding. I didn't think they dominated the match, um, but they needed. They needed some. In this game, you have to be able to sell hope. And and the West Tigers have done a, a horrendous job at selling hope to any supporter out there, but but potentially the the, the acquisition of the Finery brothers does indicate that there is some some light there. Yeah. The re-signing of Api Corrissao is significant uh, because there had been a lot of murmurs in and around the game that not only is Api Corrissao uh, a disgruntled employee at the club, um, given the uh, and only through results, mm. it hasn't panned out the way that he would have thought. So to Isaiah Papali, mm. um, I see a potential storm coming for the West Tigers. Believe it or not, it, does does it ever stop raining? Mm. Um, <laughs> in in Stefano Utukamanu, now there's a clause sitting in, in his contract, guys, that I just find unbelievable. That the West Tigers have signed off on this. Now it, it sits like this: if the West Tigers don't make the finals this year, they're not going to. And next year, Stefano is a free agent. So that's the clause in the contract. If we don't make the finals, Stefano, in, in this season and next season, you can go to the open market. Now, uh, I hate the crystal ball things, but I don't see the West Tigers making the finals next year. No. And that will be a become another major headline for the West Tigers to counter one of the most promising front rowers in the game. Mm.
2: Yeah. I, I think... Look I understand people's uh, I guess not surprised but uh, worried nature around the the 500 grand a year I do think and I've been guilty of this the salary cap well let's hope it goes it's going up but the salary cap most likely going up so I think it goes up by like let's say 25% or whatever so 500 grand is actually around your 380 400 of this cap mm. so if you were to say these boys just signed on you know 300 380 a year you'd probably go yeah okay I haven't played in NRL a lot of promise, so much promise through the grade. Everyone you talk to that's watched them a lot has said they're fantastic. I just think that the Tigers are in the position now where they need to make some risky plays. You gotta have a kill. They, mm. they they just need to make some risky plays because they can't afford to be safe anymore. Because look where well, safe has got them. Well, yeah. what it
0: was getting it was getting dangerous, Campy, because every time someone came up on the market, particularly a half, firstly they'll bullish, going after them, and then the player would knock them back and there starts to become a stink mm. and then they start to get really gun-shy. Yeah. So they've had to land someone. The the big The big thing is Benji Marshall and Scott Fulton. I mean, their relationship looks like it's on the brink of just you know, not being able to come back. Irreparable, if It probably is already. You know, they've clashed on recruitment uh, and Benji, as we know, through the week, received <laughs> information that Scott was saying to key people in rugby league that he's got serious question marks on him as a coach and we know Zorba come out who's Scott's godfather, and he said publicly that Benji has shares in uh, Play manager's company, which is very, very – it's a big call when it comes to recruitment. It's an awful mess. Dave, who has the more power here? Because, like, I just can't see Benji and Scott, both of them remaining at the club. Mm. Well – there was a meeting uh, that was uh, um, attempted to be organised
1: at the start of the week, Maddie, and it was Justin Pascoe attempting to get Benji <laughs> and Scott Fulton uh, either in a room together, and if not, just meet uh, one-on-one and say, boys, we need to be able to work here. Mm. Because, to your point, this comes back to the fact that the West Tigers management appointed Scott Fulton without the knowledge of Benji Marshall and Tim Sheens. How that... Yeah. Could happen. I, I find staggering for for listeners out there. You need to understand how hand in glove the head coach needs to work with the head of recruitment. They need to speak to each other minimum ten to fifteen <coughs> times a day. Mm-hmm. The salary cap moves every single day. It changes. There's 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 Uh, different players becoming available on the open market. Do we need this player? What type of player do you want, Benji? Yes. Those conversations need to be had. And and while ever you've got a relationship like this that was never endorsed or at
0: least um, discussed with the head coach, I don't see how it works. Well, it doesn't, Dave, because a, a coach, a head coach, it's different when you're signing young guys. They're a project player for two or three years ahead. But if you're buying players... To go into the first grade side, you got to talk to the coach because the coach has got principles, and that dictate the sort of player he wants to recruit. And you know, it's you know, I remember we played at Newcastle. Andrew and I didn't want ball playing forwards because we wanted to be the stars. <laughs> well, one of us did anyway. But no, but but it's true, we didn't want ball playing forwards. We wanted our forwards to just hit the line hard and play the, the ball quick for us. And suddenly, like, you you just have to – every decision you make as far as recruitment, you got to talk to the head coach.
2: Well, it changes everything in regards to – like, just a really simple example. I'm a smaller winger. Some coaches don't want small wingers. They just don't. Mm. So if a recruitment officer goes out and gets a bunch of small wingers, they go, well, my whole game plan is the Penrith game plan. I need my backs to make 200 metres a game. Mm. Now I've got this small winger that's a finisher. That's not what his, his job is. And so I – I'd. It's to be honest, it reeks of unfortunately non-footy admin people mm. making footy decisions.
1: One one of the yeah. most, and and yep. this is one of the most staggering issues for the West Tigers, um, is a byproduct of all this, and it is the fact that they, while they have okay, they've recruited the Finer brothers, but they still haven't found their replacement for Luke Brooks. That's that's it's unbelievable. They haven't got, they
0: haven't got the steering wheel. That's right. Like they, they, that's that's the big one. That's the, they got to get, find themselves a halfback because you see when there was no. Well, act- it's more than that, Matty. It's 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 the fact that they they put a deadline on
1: Luke Brooks and came up with the decision to let him go without a solution. The majority of the best, cl- the, the, sorry, the majority of the most successful clubs already know what they're doing two and three years ahead. Two and three years ahead, they know where they're going recruitment-wise. The West Tigers can't see one week
0: ahead of them. Well, they were talking about Jack Cogger. Scott, Scott Fulton's coon on Jack Cogger. Jack has made... Jack has basically come out and said, he's either going to stay at Penrith or he's going to go to Newcastle. He's offered him a three-year deal. Um, I'll ask you this, Dave. It, it appeared to me... And maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know the, the nuances of all the relationships in the club, but the power breakers Lee and Justin Pascal, it seems to me that their relationships with Tim Sheens and Benji has deteriorated. So what does that mean for Tim and Benji? I mean, firstly, can I say this? Has Tim just totally lost all the power there? Because it seems like he's been left out of conversation. Mm.
1: Uh, I think there's a definite element of that for sure, Matty. The... Suggestion that Tim Sheens finishes up at the end of this season just will not go away. In fact, it's gaining traction and momentum. That Tim Sheens finishes up this year and Benji takes the the reins a year earlier than what was what, what was forecast. That's crazy. Mm.
2: Like to, to expect Benji to be a one year in reader to be a head coach of an NRL team. Yeah. Like give him again. Like there's all there's always drama at the the Tigers. There's only one constant. There's only one constant. Yeah. So sometimes you've got to look at the mirror and go, okay, not working with Tim, didn't work with the
0: guy before, didn't work with a guy before. Yeah.
2: And sometimes you've got to mate. just take a step back and go, okay, maybe there's
0: they aren't the mate, issue. They're making Madge. like Madge looks like Jack Ibsen. <laughs> <laughs> <his partner>. oh, <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> now, the other one is it, it's come out the nights through Jeff McCloy, who's uh, uh, iconic in, in the building industry up there and was involved with the Hunter Mariners. He's a good bloke, Jeff. Uh, made a phone call to Des Hasler regarding his interest in in coaching Newcastle. Phil Gardner and Jeff are good friends. It's obviously part of the reason the Titans acted so swiftly. Adam O'Brien's under pressure anyway. Geez, he must be, he must be twitching at the moment. Mm.
2: I, yeah. I like I don't mind the Newcastle Knights. You know, you always got to look towards the future, and you know, got when Do- Desi's on the market, you look at it. I think the tough thing for Adam O'Brien and the Knights is like. This getting out is what sucks. The fact that That's right. you know, the fact that it almost says, you know, Adam O'Brien, you're not our first choice yeah. publicly. Now, you know, privately, you can have those conversations because you're a business. You're always going to be looking to improve. But yeah, it sucks yeah, that it got like, out. It's
0: like hearing your wife ask your best mate <laughs> out maybe for dinner, but <laughs> you knocked him back. It's uh, <laughs> you'd rather your best mate take it, uh, wouldn't you? Uh, like <laughs> <and> the, as, <laughs> as brutal
1: as brutal as the Gold Coast Titans' decision was, it they handled it, in, and as brutal as it was on Justin Holbrook. It was absolutely
0: the way you do business. Absolutely it is. The one thing they've been accused of, the Gold Coast Titans, is not being ruthless enough. Well, look at this. Yep. This is what it is. And I know Tino has come out and he was upset by it. And they've said, like, you know, speaking to people at times, they said, yeah, he was really upset. Tino's a really loyal guy. I actually, in my opinion, they did Tino a favour. Firstly, he's in the midst of a state of origin uh, campaign. One was they had to act immediately, and I, I believe it was the day before a State of Origin match. Now, can you imagine if they went into the, to State of Origin camp and explained that to Tino on, mm. on, on the eve of the Origin? But the other really big one is the fact that if it had got out, the Tino were in that was involved in the discussions before Justin was sacked. There is blood on his hands. Yes, mm. yes. Like he doesn't need that. No, no.
1: The, the Newcastle Knights. Just back to the Knights, Matty. Yep. Yeah, really. Uh, these these noises in and around Adam um, have been in obviously been around for, for a number of weeks now, and it's only probably through the benefit of the of the draw Bulldogs Tigers that the noise has been just silenced a little bit. Mm. They're going to go through a tough period, I believe, in the next three weeks. They played the Melbourne Storm mm. this weekend, uh, into the Raiders, and then aw- and then away to the Dolphins. <clears throat> I think we'll start to get some clarity around Adam's future within the next three weeks, mm. because. Um, articles and, and reports uh, from Jimmy Hooper in relation to that Des Hasler approach, um,
0: uh, it, it doesn't augur well. Uh, and, and particularly, like you'd think, like if they don't beat Melbourne Storm this week, they've lost touch with the eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. If 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 they don't play finals football, Dave, do you think that, does Adam survive? Uh, no. Okay. Right uh No worries, (laughs) Dave. What we'll do, we'll take a uh, break, and after the break, Ricky Ray's wrap.